Hello and welcome to Get What You Give, a weekly podcast that provides actionable, practical guidance to help transform your life. My name is Chelsea Eden Dubow, founder of Eden's Gate Spiritual Academy and the Bless Spiritual Coaching Framework. I'm a claircognizant channel and spiritual teacher, and I'm blessed to be able to help human beings overcome life's biggest obstacle themselves. For the first ever episode, we're going to explore something that might be very timely for some of you who have maybe made some New Year's resolutions, particularly if those resolutions are about some aspect of yourself that you want to change, which is most of us. It doesn't matter that we're already in 2024, okay, because the best time to make a change isn't about an arbitrary date. It's about the here and now. Let's dive in. Within the Blessed Spiritual Coaching Framework, I've identified something to help achieve your goals or generally help ensure that the transformation you're after is within reach. Keep in mind, of course, that everything is always in reach for you. It just depends on your mindset and what beliefs you currently hold about what you're capable of. That, in a nutshell, is really all you need to know. I could stop the podcast right here, but of course, human beings need it broken down more because usually change doesn't happen the first or even second, third, fourth time we hear something because even if it does blow our minds, it's more likely going to happen after the 10th or even 50th time we hear it um, or try to action it. And that's just because change takes practice. So onto the framework. As I mentioned, it's like a mini framework within my blessed coaching framework, and I call it the whoosh model whoosh as in w-o-o-o-s-h and it stands for why obstacles opportunities outcome systems and habit the last two system and habit are thanks to james clear and his amazing work atomic habits credit where credit is due uh, and a testament again to spirituality being everywhere especially the bestseller list and in personal development so let's look at the first letter the w in whoosh It stands for why, specifically your why. Why are you pursuing this goal or resolution in the first place? Let's say you have a goal to lose 15 pounds. What's actually lurking behind that goal? Is it coming from a place of self-love or self-hate? Your why is important for a couple different reasons. Number one, it sets the priority and you need to get clear on what the priority is. And two, the right why will keep you going through the high points and the low points of pursuing your goal. If your goal is simply to lose weight, that puts a priority on the scale, doesn't it? This is also why language and goal setting is extremely important, but so is asking the right questions. Let's look at that goal again, to lose 15 pounds. What is the goal beyond that goal? What do you hope to do or feel or experience as a result of achieving that goal? How do you want your life to change as a result? Who do you intend to be? The why can also be an implicit intention. An intention is the foundation for making any transformation happen. Going back to the goal, how could we recreate this goal from a place of self-love so that the priority isn't the scale, the priority is the extremely worthy individual who is making the goal, the one whose worth is completely unrelated to any number on any scale, ever. Your why is your ticket to ride. It's your foundation, the root system of the tiny plant you're trying to grow. Without a strong why, When you lose steam, which is inevitable, you will find yourself on an uneven ground. 
The obstacles will seem larger, loom taller, seem more insurmountable than they probably already feel on your best day. Your doubters will be able to creep into your thoughts and your biggest doubter, yourself, who likely already shows up on the daily, will take the first opportunity to cut you off at the knees. But I have great news. Your why isn't a finite resource. It's not. It won't ever run out of juice or steam. Your why is tied directly to your heart's desire, your soul, that eternal thing that forms the basis for your beautiful existence. Tap into that and nothing will be able to deter you from your mission, your goal. The next letter is O for obstacles. This one probably seems really self-explanatory, and for the most part it is. But here's the thing, obstacles come in many shapes and sizes. Sometimes they look like our loved ones and friends, sometimes they look like the clock, sometimes they look like our own desires and conflicting ideas about what it is we want, sometimes they are our cultures, experiences, traumas, attitudes, and sometimes they look like the person staring back at you in the mirror. The way I think about obstacles and what I have developed a whole workshop around is the not new concept of the limiting belief. Limiting beliefs are one huge way that we become our own worst enemies without even realizing it. I mean, shadow work is a hot topic in this community and for a very good reason. The light exists alongside the darkness and a personal inventory of both is required in order to know thyself. Limiting beliefs are a part of that shadow self, but they belong specifically to the ego, the false sense of self we've been constructed ever since birth. The realm of the ego with its limiting beliefs is the single largest obstacle a human being faces when they are trying to make a change. Firstly, realizing that change is necessary requires confronting a limiting belief, doesn't it? First, we have to admit something to ourselves. We have to admit that things aren't right. The limiting belief here being that things are perfectly fine. I don't need to change. How many times in our lives have we heard someone say that who clearly needs to make a change? No judgments, because we are all on a different journey and experiencing things for different reasons. But let's say that you're at a point in your journey where you want to change. You know that something in your life, and maybe you know exactly what it is, is preventing you from living the life you deserve. Because we all deserve a beautiful life. Let nobody tell you otherwise, because that too is a limiting belief. And Misery loves company is a saying for a reason. Limiting beliefs, you say, no worries, I'll just tell myself a different story. Where do you think limiting beliefs live? In your head? In your heart? In your gut? They reside in the subconscious, or what I call the body conscious. Think of them as an extension of the ego, which exists in the mind, but is not the whole mind, but the ego of the body. There is so much information online. I mean, I'm sure you've seen and heard of the work of Dr. Nicola Pera, the holistic psychologist, who speaks often of this. There's so much about the vagal system, I think I said that right, and our second brain, there's the body keeps the score. The point being, there is science to back this up. The body has its own consciousness and it remembers just differently. It carries the load of memory duty with the brain because the brain just doesn't have the bandwidth for over 500,000 minutes that is a human life. Limiting beliefs live in the body and are nurtured by the mind. They must be undone if any change or transformation is to occur. Your beliefs make up your reality and so do your limiting beliefs. But I have more great news. You can undo them, but for starters, you 
do have to believe that you can undo them. How? Easy. First, you have to be aware of them. Look at your life, which is a confirmation of every belief that you have, including every limiting belief. What stories do you tell yourself about yourself? Once you're aware, you can start to do the work of undoing them. So far, we've looked at your why and your obstacles. Now let's talk about your opportunities. What do I mean when I say opportunities? These are the energetic opposites of your obstacles. It's what empowers you in your journey, whether that's events or circumstances, other people, or of course, yourself. Sometimes your opportunities might not be clear to you. Maybe you find yourself at rock bottom. Maybe you're broke and on the verge of getting kicked out of your place. Maybe you're in the depths of depression or mental illness. Maybe events outside of your control have wreaked havoc and tragedy. I'm barely scratching the surface here of all the many situations and examples of human suffering that abound. But the point is, these are the types of worst case scenarios that can make it seem like hope is lost and that things will never get better. Suffering does not exist on a spectrum. It simply is, which means that comparing suffering is a wasted effort as comparison only exists to invalidate and cause further suffering to those being compared. There is no winning when we compare suffering, only losing, because comparison itself is a losing game. Either someone wins and they are made worse off and thus handed the title of first victim, or they lose and are invalidated and silenced in their pain. Lose-lose. Victimhood is a place we visit from time to time and with good reason, but it is a stop on the journey, not the place we should wish to stay. Because when we define and identify ourselves with victimhood, we give that energy to the world and of course, we get what we give. Why am I talking about suffering when the whole point of this segment is to talk about opportunities? Because the most important opportunity that you must see is the opportunity to reframe every experience, even the worst of the worst. Looking for the positives or looking for opportunities in every situation is something that takes practice. It's a skill. With practice and over time, you do get better at it. Focused effort, consistently applied over time, will yield results. Opportunities might look like people, places, or things. Things external to you. However, as I mentioned, your most powerful opportunity lies within, and that's your power to exert control over how you choose to see events in your life. When you revisit those obstacles, can you try and see how they could be transformed into opportunities? When you approach your life and transformation from this place, this place of openness and receptivity, you signal to the universe that you are ready for more opportunities and less obstacles. What you focus on is what you see. What you believe is what you see. Every obstacle contains opportunity, which is an example of the paradox principle of the universe at work. Now, looking at the final O of whoosh, we're talking about outcomes. When you consider the end of your journey, what does it look like? Get beyond just the results that you want. Yes, it will feel good to achieve your goal. I mean, who doesn't want that feeling of accomplishment? But get beyond the quantitative. How do you expect to feel? Embodied? At ease? Confident? What might the achievement of this goal open up for you? Maybe it will unlock something else, open another door that you never anticipated. The point that I'm trying to make is that I want you to explore the outcome of your transformation journey, whatever it is that you're looking to change or transform in your life. Close your eyes, visualize it, live in the body of the person who has achieved their desired results. 
move around in that body. That's what I call a surface level exploration of change. But let's go deeper. If you get what you give, and what you give to the world is who you are, then who you are is exactly what you get from the world in return. The outcome of your journey then isn't just a result, it is the person you intend to be. The trick here is understanding that the person you intend to be is already the person that you are. You just can't or won't see them yet. The difference then between the person that you think you are and the person you want to be is just your misperception that the person in the mirror is your true self. But it's not. Your belief that you'll be better and more lovable at the end of your journey is just another aspect of your ego, the false self that revels in your not enoughness. Because as long as we don't feel like we're enough, when we embody that quality, we make ourselves not enough. So that even if you achieve your desired outcome, your goal, that's not going to deliver a long-term change. Not if you've still got that underlying programming going. But consider for a moment the strength within those who continually change, continually get their desired outcome, even if only for a short while, before reverting back. They are constantly in a battle within themselves against their own programming, which is why they revert back after the changes made. It's like playing a video game where the player is programmed to lose. It's a testament to the strength of human will. But unless that programming is changed, unless those limiting beliefs are addressed, there will come a point where they don't bounce back after the last relapse, which is usually when a choice is offered, change or die. Now we're going to talk a little bit about systems, which is the S in Woosh. Now, as I mentioned earlier, systems and habits, which are the S and H of Woosh, they're both thanks to James Clear's Atomic Habits. Prior to reading that book, Woosh was just woo. <laughs> So on to systems. You see, any effort directed at change must have mechanisms put in place to help make the process easier. Humans are creatures of habit. Most of the time, unless conscious effort is made through mindfulness practices, we're running on autopilot. We're living unconsciously, not in the present, but somewhere else, usually the past or the future. Our body has a system to ensure we continue breathing when we're not thinking about breathing. Muscle memory helps us drive our vehicles when we're completely thinking about something else. And this is because we have a body consciousness, which is also called the subconscious, which is where our operating system resides. This is also where we have to do the work to recode those systems that are currently operating with the habits we want to change. As I mentioned, this is also where those limiting beliefs reside, which are the very systems that need the changing. The good news is that they can absolutely be recoded or healed. It just takes time to heal, which is exactly what time is for. Beyond that internal rewiring of systems, however, beyond that internal rewiring of systems, however, there are the external systems that can and should be put in place to help ensure that behavior change is enabled and empowered. What can you do each day to help yourself do what needs to be done? How can your routine be reshuffled? How can you hack your life to empower change? Time is for healing, but it is also something to be mastered. And when we're trying to make changes, transform, and create new habits, maximizing time is critical. I go back again to James Clear's book, and he talks about something called habit stacking, which as he describes is identifying a current habit you already do each day and stack your new habit on top. At first glance, it looks like multitasking 
masking, which I absolutely don't believe in, but it's not. It's actually a brilliant way to game the operating system. What are you already doing every day and is thus already a part of your operating system that you could stack a new habit onto? For me, every morning I get up and pour a coffee. My goal is to exercise more. So for me, habit stacking might look like this. Before pouring my coffee, I will do 10 squats. I encourage everyone to read Atomic Habits. Like all personal development stuff out there, it is heavily rooted in spiritual principles, though absolutely not marketed as such. But because of the practical application aspect, it is probably one of the most helpful works that I've read. Now my question for you is, what other systems can you put in place to empower your transformation journey? The final aspect of whoosh is all about your habit. In the last segment, we spoke about systems, but now I want you to consider all the things that you do that may prevent you from achieving your goal or resolution. Consider also all the things that you do that may help you achieving your goal or resolution. The goal here is to do a rigorous personal inventory to shed light on our behaviors so that we can move forward consciously. For me, I know that as soon as the time to exercise approaches, I always tend to find reasons to keep working because because you know, this or that is really important, except that it's not. <laughs> That's a habit of mine that I'm aware of, and because I'm aware of it, I can put a system in place to ensure it doesn't continue. For example, I can put a really obnoxious alarm on my phone that goes off 10 minutes to workout time. The alarm will trigger a reaction on my part, a reaction that will take me away from my work, and if I put my phone far away from me, meaning that I have to physically get up to turn it off, even better. Let's elevate it. I put that phone with its obnoxious alarm in the next room, right beside my workout clothes. This is exactly how I plan on implementing a new habit, but of course it first has to start with my being aware of my current bad habit. So do that inventory. You might be surprised at how many you weren't aware of. And if you're struggling to do it, ask yourself the following question. What do I normally do when I know I should be doing something else? In this first episode, we covered the whoosh model within my BLESS spiritual coaching framework. When you want to transform, the whoosh model provides a way to help empower your journey by getting straight about your why, looking at the obstacles, opportunities, and outcome, exploring the systems you can put in place to help ensure your success, and doing that inventory of your current habits that may be helping or hindering your progress. Next up is a guided meditation about goal setting from a place of self-love. Welcome to this guided meditation on goal setting from a place of self-love. Find a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down, and take a moment to center yourself. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. Let's begin. Begin by taking a deep breath in allowing the air to fill your lungs and exhaling slowly. Inhale positivity and as you exhale, release any tension or self-doubt. Feel the breath as it flows in and out, grounding you in the present moment. I want you to visualize a warm, radiant light surrounding you. This light is the embodiment of self-love, acceptance, and compassion 
feel it embracing you, wrapping you in a cocoon of unconditional love. In this space, you are free from judgment and criticism. Take a moment to acknowledge and appreciate yourself for who you are in this very moment. Recognize your worthiness, acknowledging that you are deserving of the love and kindness you extend to others. Now, turn your attention to your goals. Rather than focusing on external expectations or societal pressures, reflect on your true desires. What brings you joy, fulfillment, and a sense of purpose? Allow these aspirations to arise naturally from within, unburdened by external influences. As you consider your goals, let them be an extension of your most authentic self. Envision them as expressions of your unique strengths, passions, and values. With a sense of self-love and authenticity, begin to set intentions for your goals. Picture these intentions as seeds that you're planting in the fertile soil of your being. Each intention carries the energy of love and positive growth. As you set these intentions, visualize them unfolding with ease and grace. Envision the journey toward your goals as a path illuminated by the light of self-love, guiding you every step of the way. The journey toward your goals is just as important as the destination. Embrace the process with a sense of curiosity and openness. Trust that every step you take is a step toward greater self-discovery and self-love. If challenges arise, approach them with compassion rather than criticism. Remind yourself that growth is a natural part of the journey and you are capable of overcoming any obstacles with love and resilience. Shift now your focus to gratitude. Express appreciation for the present moment and the potential for growth. Acknowledge the love and support that surrounds you both from within and from the world around you. 
gratitude serves as a powerful catalyst for positive change. As you cultivate gratitude, feel it amplifying the energy of self-love, creating a harmonious atmosphere for your goals to flourish. As we conclude this meditation, gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. Wiggle your fingers and toes, becoming aware of your physical body. When you're ready, open your eyes. Carry the energy of self-love with you as you go about your day. Remember, your goals are a reflection of your authentic self, and the journey toward them is a journey of self-discovery and growth. Thank you for joining me on You Get What You Give. For more information about Eden's Gate Spiritual Academy, please visit our website. There are both in-person and digital course offerings coming up this year, as well as some freebies to help you kick off your transformation journey. Until next time, remember, you are loved beyond measure.